Uh, Monday morning at JM in the AM. Well, there's no secret. When Jay Booksbaum's in our studio, it means he's got some interesting guests with him. It's not a secret. The only time that you're with uh, Jay Booksbaum and he doesn't have an interesting guest with him, let me think. Can't think of any time. He's usually surrounded by interesting people. Jay Booksbaum, who is the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. I don't know about the other planets, Jay. I don't know. I don't know what's happening on the other planets in the solar system. Mars, we're working on it. Are you working yeah. on it? You think you can get the number one spot there also? Go see the movie. It's fantastic. What's the main... We're, we're, we're growing not potatoes. We're growing <laughs> grapes up what's there your main, already. What's your main competition on Mars in terms of number one sommelier? Is it a guy we can get rid of really easily or not? I need to it's know. It's the rover. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, the it's rover. a machine. Yes. You're up against the machine. So Jay is here. He's the number one, world's co- the number one kosher wine sommelier on the planet. He is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word? When you walk around, you are a, not just sommelier, what's the word? When someone's a wine expert, a um, con- connoisseur. Connoisseur. You're a connoisseur of great kosher wine. Absolutely. And uh, today, just when you might have thought that you have brought to us the complete catalog of great kosher wine, that there's no other vineyard or winery that you could bring us with an interesting story, look what happens. We have another very interesting guest with you. This we morning. certainly do. How is that possible that you're able to do this? I don't know. I don't know what magic you use, Mr. <laughs> Bookspam. It's incredible. I uh, take this opportunity to welcome Mr. Lionel Bakubsa. Mr. Lionel Bakubsa, uh, from France, I assume, uh, is here visiting with uh, Jay Bookspam. He'll be touring around the traditional places that Jay tours on one of these excursions, yes. no doubt traveling all through New York and New Jersey and likely other places as well, Mr. Bookspam. Absolutely. You'll be everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of familiar names, a lot of people that we know will be greeting Lionel, right? He's he's a. If you talk about French wine history, yeah, not just kosher, but he's only kosher. But it's amazing. I mean, you know, there is a real history there. Oh my gosh, they've been doing this for in France for well, he can tell you. But. Well, Lionel, I was told, and my researchers have indicated. That now your family is in this business for six generations. Yes, I'm the sixth generation of uh, Bokopsas uh, doing kosher uh, wine and spirits. And it all started uh, in 1850 with my great-great-great-great-grandfather. And uh, now I'm the sixth generation working with my two cousins in Paris. Wow. And in the 1850s, it began in Tunisia. Yes. Eventually, the family... Got to France. Yes, in the 60s. It's, we, we, we have lived in Tunisia uh, till 1960s. Wow. Yeah. And, and in Tunisia, they were making wine? Yes, of course. Yeah. Interesting. We were the but of one. course. And uh, don't you love the accent? Uh, you know the hey, I'm a little bit used to it by now. I'm sorry the, for my accent. I, I'm no, are you about. kidding me? With all, with our all, listeners love this. With all the conversations with Nahum Siegel Network translator Sam Levy, I'm uh, <laughs> a little bit you. used to it now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> always have to remote the fact when you have a connection to France, yeah, yeah. after all. All right, so Tunisia, then you end up, uh, end up, and you, you, uh, you and your family make your way over to France. Yes. And um, what is the, uh, th- 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 this wine is under what label? How do we find this? What is the uh, name of the... Uh, uh, my job is actually to, to choose some wineries in France, uh, non-kosher, and to convince the winemaker to make a small portion of uh, his production in kosher. Is that a difficult thing to it's, do? Sometimes it's very easy because I talk to very comprehensive people and we are professionals, so we have a good reputation. But sometimes it's very complicated because it's a, they are great, great, great famous chateau and the winemaker doesn't usually like 
to see other people coming in, in his winery. Give us an example. Yeah. Of, you have some names of some of the uh, chateaux that uh, you do. We have, for example, Chateau, Chateau Tertre de Gué, which is the Grand Cru of Saint Emilion, a very wow. popular wine in France. Try and to spell that, folks, man. Tertre de Gué. <laughs> Tertre de Gué. It's, very, it's a very famous uh, wine in France, and it was complicated to convince the family because usually it's family businesses. The, the, yeah, the, the wine business. Yeah, yeah. So. But we are professionals. So but, but you see, and Jay, you can also uh, speak to this. I'm always under the impression that if you go to somebody in any industry that is a regular, secular, non-kosher product, and you try to convince them to go, go kosher, the, the restrictions, the rules, the process is always a turnoff. Is that not the case here? Are there people who are willing to go through this in order to produce a kosher yeah, it's wine? It's much more so in the wine. Yeah, I can only imagine. Because, you know, in, in other areas, it's a yotza v'nichnas right. very often Here, by you the gotta wine. you got to be so on top of it. Yeah. So yeah. How, are, how are they able to even agree to it? Like, how are you able to convince them to do this? Because, again, we are lucky um, because we have a very good reputation. In France, my name, the Bokopsa family, in the wine small wine world in France right. has a very good pr- reputation and it's all about professionalism when we submit our kosher winemaking process to the winemaker he sees when he reads the, the whole process of getting all things kosher that we are professionals and sometimes he has already heard about our family so it's it works. Yeah, you know, it works, you know it's yeah. really beautiful about works. this kind of stuff. We live in a day and age when everything is electronic, right. you know. The hardcore, you know, blah sure. blah blah. But this is all it seems to me this is all about relationships yeah. and being able to communicate, you know, uh, the same thing in a way that is acceptable that may be difficult if you don't if you don't have the relationship acumen. No question about so it. They're, they're really good at that. It's all these face-to-face encounters, Mr. Bookspam, right? What, what other chateau? Uh, uh, give me an example of one of the first chateaus that are really. Oh, um, we, we we it's been 25 years now that we are working with the Chatelier family, who is making uh, uh, Chateau d'Arver and Chateau Cantelodet. We are which are very popular wine in France. Not expensive, but it's been 25 years that we are working with them, and it's actually a great family. It, when, it, when it comes out as a kosher product, is it the same name? Is it the yeah. same? It's same yeah. everything. Yes. And are these all? And now the big question for you all the time when you bring us a special guest from outside the United States: Are these available here or not? Yes, every single one of the wines that he just mentioned: Chateau Duvel, uh, Chateau Cante Ludet, Chateau Tetre Duguay. They are all. And you, you see how I say that in yeah. my nice French accent. Not bad. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> for a Williamsburg boy, it's pretty good. <laughs> a nice Yiddish Bucher from Williamsburg. I like that. But really. Uh, they're all available here. And you know what's interesting about them? In some cases, some of these chateaus that are available in France are not available in America as non-kosher, and they're only available as kosher in America. Right. Yes, that's true, because sometimes it's small wineries, and then ha- they don't have an- enough money to promote their wine Understood. in the U.S. I hate to ask this question, sure, go ahead. but, you know, I'm so curious, I can't help myself. Does, does the quality suffer at all when it becomes kosher? Does the process do anything that that would do we are we drinking a different product than they are drinking on a regular dinner table in France? This is yours, Lionel. Go ahead, <laughs> tell us. I, I would say absolutely not. R- literally, yeah, ab- absolutely not. Sometimes the wine is mevushal, right? It means boiled, like Half a second, um, but it 
doesn't affect the quality of the wine. Undetectable difference. Undetectable. I, I, I would say that it's, it has a difference in terms of uh, aging of the wine. When it's Mevushal, sometimes it, it won't age at, as a regular wine. But not all, not all the kosher wines are Mevushal. Right. Uh, you live I've heard actually, uh, and I've actually heard this from wine, French wine makers themselves, non-kosher French wine makers that make kosher cuvées for us, that have said, you know, because of the harvest and the way you forced us to of do course, it, yes. your wine this year is better than ours. Oh, so certain years it, will be even better. It happened to me. It happened to me five years ago. The the winemaker of a chateau told me I, I'm very jealous of you because <laughs> your kosher wine is better than my non-kosher. <laughs> you have the vintner begging you for a bottle of kosher wine. <laughs> Please send back one of those bottles of kosher wine. Really? Unbelievable. Lionel Bakupsa is in our studio. Jay Booksbaum is here, of course, the number one world's kosher wine sommelier. As we talk about the uh, uh, the wines, would this be a proper term, boutique winery, or there, this would be much larger than that? I think. Or would you have no, no. These, these, by American standards and by yes, it would be called boutique wineries Which for the I most part. Which I think is generally a compliment. Right? Yeah, but they, but in 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 France, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Lionel, mm-hmm. they call them you know small chateaus. Right. Small yeah. estates. I guess we, we would say a specialty wine or something like that, right? Yes, that yes. Thing, we, right? My family has always uh, uh, been focused on, on, on quality. Right. And uh, this was the most important thing we tried to do with our wines. And it doesn't matter the, the, the size of the, of the winery. We try to choose only passionate people and usually family business and... Uh, and try to focus on quality again. All right. All right. Uh, you live in Paris? Yes. And you've been inside the Grand Synagogue? Yes, of course. <laughs> you can tell me how amazing it is, right? I'll, yeah. I'll be there soon. I'm going to be visiting there because of this incredible yeah. initiative that we have. I'll be there very soon. But you can tell me it's remarkable and spectacular. Yes. Yes. It's really the most beautiful synagogue of France, of course. Um, what are things like almost a year later in Paris? How are things in your community in Paris now? Uh, I would say um, we are lucky that the the French uh, Jewish community is very united since uh, the attacks of uh, last year. Last year, wow! And um, but actually, the the it, it really depends of of where you actually living. Right. There are some very nice areas, like where I live, for example. And I can say that for my whole life, I never suffered of Antisemitism, never. But there are some Jews in France who are living in, in suburbs, and they are living a nightmare every day. Wow. Every day. But wow. I would like to defend France because it's my country yeah. and I love France. And I'm very sad when I see Jewish people leaving France for Israel or for the United States. So I would like uh, to say to the Jewish people of France that they have to stay in France, even if it's difficult, even if it's hard. But I can understand some Jewish people are leaving France because right. they are living a nightmare every day. Well, I mean, it's the timing of your visit is unbelievable that we made this announcement today about just our, today, right? Just this today, morning. just this morning, and wow. and the leadership in Paris has been so excited about this message because our message is simply we want to celebrate life mm-hmm. in Paris and just let everyone there know that people around the world 
feel this kinship to them. That's really our entire message. And it seems that uh, Jewish music and Jewish radio is a good way to communicate. And certainly Jewish wine. And Jewish (laughs) wine is a good way to communicate that message. So interesting. So uh, you walk into a kosher restaurant in Paris. Your wines are there? Yeah, sure. They're everywhere, right? Yes, but I I, I have to say something. My family is doing kosher wine, and we are also doing a a spirit, a fig brandy, which is very popular in France, and it's called the Bucha, and it's very... Now, I've had my, fig brandy. Yes, is it likely have, it I is. had theirs? Yes. That's the fig that brandy? That is the one. Yes. Seriously. But there's, no, there's none other. Well, there, there are others, but this is the I, one. It's like... I've had it. Yeah. I had to talk about it because my family is also very popular because of this alcohol. I had to say that. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> my family's popular because of the alcohol they provide. Yeah, you usually the most popular guy in the hey, room is the one providing the alcohol. With right? the good scotch or the good bourbon <laughs> exactly. or the good buka. And so how do we find it? Is this another retail item we could find? Yes. What yes. do we do? What do we look for? What do we, is it's it called, called Bucha, Bucha? And it's in a really interesting, wonderful shaped bottle, like a square bottle. Um, and it's it's a fig brandy. It's kind of like, uh, if you, you know, if you would make vodka... Right. Out of out of figs, that's what Bucha. It's it, actually it's an eau de vie, and eau, eau de, de vie, vie means um, uh, a spirit uh, distilled from fruit and only fruit, nothing added, nothing, not right. alcohol. And actually, this um, this spirit was created my, by my great 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 grandfather in the 19th century because this was their first product. He needed a, a, a kosher spirit to make Shabbat. Because uh, there were no grapes at this time in Tunisia, right. so he was a farmer. He was uh, growing some citrus and some fruits in his garden, so he tried to make something with his fruits, alcohol. When you do something for a mitzvah, it lasts for it's 150 unbelievable. years. Unbelievable. It? Unbelievable, is right. Uh, is that their most famous? Is that the first? Is that the first spirit that they, that they released as a family? Was this yes, one? Yes, yes. Are there others that are based on fruit? Or it's no, a only, big only brandy. This, That's yes. the no, one. You know what's interesting about Bucha, though? It's not just for the kosher community. In fact, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not that familiar with the French market. It's primarily not, you know, it's primarily it's a general market item. Yes, more than that. In Tunisia, uh, in Tunisia, it's it became the national drink of Tunisia. Even That's with pretty the, cool. even That's with, pretty cool. even with pretty the cool. Arabs and and Muslims and in France, it's very popular in in all communities. Wow. All communities. All right, if I'm in France on Shabbos, i got to make Kiddush on the uh, fig brandy. This Shabbos, everybody go out and get a bottle of Bucha. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> funny. You're always promoting Israeli wines for this week. We're, hey. going, we're going for the fig brandy for hey, Shabbos baby. morning. Simple as that. <laughs> All right, there you have it, folks. Uh, uh, we've welcomed Lionel Bakubsa into our studio. He's in charge of export for uh, Bucha production process, named obviously after the, the initial spirit, the only spirit that uh, your family has made, the fig brandy. And uh, what is going to happen now over the next... How long will he be in the United States with you? We're doing a, uh, a really high-end. It's already sold out. Oh, you can't announce events that are sold out. Everyone's going to be <laughs> jealous. We're doing a really high-end dinner tonight. Can we sneak in somehow? With press, and you can always sneak <laughs> Not a in. chance. Uh. We'll put you... you know, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, chair by the bathroom. Designated area. You know, no problem. <laughs> um, or you could be the mashkiach for tonight. Now we're do talking. the tasting as that, a good use of my time. Really, at a, like at a really great restaurant in Brooklyn, actually, really? called Chagall. Boy, oh so boy. there's going to be a, a wine and food pairing dinner there. That's and what, like Fifth Avenue or so? Something like yeah. that. And he's right near Barclays Center. Yeah. yeah. And he's visiting uh, retailers and restaurants throughout the city. Uh, and uh, you going to make it over to Leo, or you don't know yet? I think he's already been to Leo, but you I'm, not sure. I'm not I sure. I'm not sure. You were already at Leo's. Yeah. 
So he's got plenty of thick brandy. Lipa. I know, Lipa, you Williamsburg guys. But he's got plenty of thick brandy there. <laughs> yes, he's got I walk he's in got there the Friday. I have nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. I'm West Englewood Avenue. Yeah. Teaneck, New Jersey. <laughs> Leo's amazing. Plug, plug, plug. Leo is amazing. That's all I can tell guy. you. He's amazing. So there you have it, everybody. All right. Uh, so just the, uh, the, what can you tell our consumers? Because I can't pronounce it and I can't spell it. What should they be looking for in terms of the wine? The people know. Go ahead. Name name four of your chateaus that are here. First of all, but all under the name of what that people should look for? No, no, the Bacopsa on the back. All Bacopsa. All Bacopsa imports. So they go to Leo seriously and say Bacopsa wines. He knows what Bacopsa wines. Yes. Show me your selection of Bacopsa wines, and you can't go wrong. That's a good way to look at it. Yes. They should try the the Sancerre. We oh, have, which wonderful. I, I, I should, I, you know, I, I'm so glad you mentioned the Sancerre specifically because, you know, I deal with this all the time. The entire Jewish community, as a rule, wants to uh, only drink red wines. Right. And I'm a big, I'm a big soapbox guy when it comes to whites. Right. They're much more. Uh, flexible, they, you know, on a Tuesday night with your spaghetti, you're not having a heavy red right. or a heavy Bordeaux. You want something fresh and light and delicious and complex too. And so Sancerre is, is an example of that. I mean, it's a white wine. Right. It's made out of primarily Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, sure. And, uh, in fact, all Sauvignon Blanc, correct? Yes, 100%. And, uh, there's an example of a so great So I should white make wine. that a judgment. I should get away from the beer on Tuesday night with my spaghetti and go with this one. Go, say. go with a nice Okay. Chilled Sancerre from Bukapsa. Because Tuesday nights with my spaghetti, you know, that's one of my, <laughs> one of my high priority times when it comes to a good drink. But I'm glad you mentioned that, that's, that people could specifically ask for that and they <clears throat> can find it in the stores. All right, there you have it. Uh, yet another <coughs> interesting winemaker uh, that Jay Booksbaum has escorted into our studio. Lionel Tadaraba, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. Merci. De rien, monsieur. Whoa. I better, I, what I, does that mean? I know what merci yeah. means. I better learn what that one means. You're welcome. Doria. Doria. Say it again? Dorian. 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 Oh, monsieur is, is sir, right? Right. Dorian, monsieur. I gotta brush up on my French if I'm gonna announce any of these. There, yeah. If I'm gonna announce any of these and I, in France. And, and uh, Lionel's telling us that he might want to be involved. You know, the family might want to yeah. be involved. I greatly yeah. appreciate that. We need all the support we can get, and it's going to be an initiative that I think is going to make a lot of people feel very good. So thank you very much for that, Lionel Bacupsa. He is uh, here from France. 150 years. His family's in the wine business. You can walk into any of the retailers and ask. And um, I thank you very much for being here this morning. Thank you. And Jay, thank you so much. <laughs> Always a pleasure to see you. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here on a Monday morning. It's only Monday. Wow. On a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the A.